0: Welcome to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Our show is all about the exciting world of real estate and, in particular, how it relates to the lucrative New York market. But if you're not planning a real estate transaction in New York, we still have plenty of information that you can use no matter where you are. Now, here's your host, Vince Rocco. Good morning, everyone. We are live from New York City as Good Morning New York gets underway on
1: this Tuesday morning. At this hour, getting your personal brand story straight. That's a new book, and the author of this book is here today, and she says she found her own personal experience from working with others in career transitions, that getting your story straight is hard work and critical to the process. This comes directly from her book. It requires soul-searching and asking the big questions no one wants to answer. It also requires coming to terms with the bumps in the road and owning them instead of trying to sweep them under the carpet. The purpose of her book is to help you do just that. Joanne is the author of this workbook is with us today and we will get into several exercises. But first, I'd like to welcome my listeners in the United States and around the world. I'm Vince Rocco and you are listening to Good Morning New York Real Estate. We have a big show today, so let's get to it and let's get listening. In the news today, big news. Compass is buying Stribbling and Associates, one of the New York City's last independent brokerage firms with more than $1 billion in annual sales. The real deal has learned, uh, last week, actually. Terms of the deal were not disclosed. But the acquisition gives Compass a deeper foothold in New York City, where it now has 1,800 agents in 11 offices. Stribbling placed number five on the Real Deal's most recent ranking of residential firms in Manhattan. The firm with 270 agents closed $1.62 billion in sell side deals last year in Manhattan, again, according to the Real Deal's analysis. The brokerage was founded in 1980 by Elizabeth Stribbling and Connie Tyson. In 2013, Elizabeth and Stribbling Kivian took over as president uh, to work with a company focused on making the agent as relevant as possible and ensuring their livelihood is paramount to this. You can't say that about every firm in the city, that according to Striveling Kivian. And she said that in a brief phone call last Wednesday. She said that she and her mother have no plans to go anywhere and will stay with Compass. What are your thoughts on that, guys? I mean, that's a big purchase you know i've heard both you know pros and cons on that throughout the week i happen to think it's a biggie uh if for nothing else but um stripling plays a lot in the new development realm and i think that can help compass uh get more business there or get more well-rounded there i don't know you tell me what's the thought about this out there in the industry I
2: think something that Compass has been lacking is the new development. So just to hear that was pretty exciting to see that they're getting the uh, the new dev arm. I mean they're going to build it out, but it'll be exciting to see where we go with
1: it. Now, how are they folding that into the company? Are they adding just the Struggling Office is going to be changed to Compass offices? or Are they going to be consolidating people? Into I don't know. I don't know specifically, but uh,
2: there there could be new offices that they open up to make it um, a little bit more high tech. But I'm not. I'm not sure. Exactly what what
3: the rollout will be, Mr. High Tech. So saying is High Compass Tech. a real estate company? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: That's a good question. I I would assume so. <laughs> hmm, seems like it.
2: <laughs> I think
4: it'll be old news
1: soon enough. Uh, listen, like everything else, I think it will be. But I also think though that it is good news. I think that you know movement and change, uh, and moving forward is not a bad thing. Uh, so let's see, right? Let's see what what uh, what goes on. Like I always say, what do I always say? Love your co brokers Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Always. 100%. (laughs) 100%. You say a lot of things. They don't look bad. That was your opening (laughs) to come up with just about anything that (laughs) came on your mind. But no, love you co-brokers. That's how it works. All right. Joanne Tombracos is the founder and chief storyteller at One Woman's Eye Consulting and Training, where she helps build brands, digital first, considered an SME in personal branding, content marketing, and social media. She is also an assistant professor at NYU, where she has been teaching digital marketing, social media, and real-world courses in the master's curriculum in the Integrated Marketing Program since 2013. Wow, I didn't realize it was um, that long. I know, it's been long Good Lord. She also teaches at the Cat School of Business at Yeshiva University in a previous life. Did you have a previous life? I
5: had a previous life. I think that's when I met you, Vince, <laughs> in <laughs> my
1: previous life. This is very true. In a previous <laughs> life, she held senior manag- management positions in media sales for CBS Radio and Time Warner Cable. Good morning, and thank you for coming back to see us today
5: both of companies of which don't exist in their in their forms
1: anymore. They don't. They, they, they really don't. It's been uh, quite an interesting change. So I wanted to start off with a couple of quotes that I took from the book. Uh, Jeff Bezos, CEO of Amazon, says, and he's a big name in the business these days, your brand is what other people say about you when you're not in the room. I mean, that's kind of interesting. When I read this, I thought, all right, so we're all about who we are when we're in front of people. However, If we do what we're supposed to do properly from branding, your personal branding, you need to be or leave your essence or your presence when you're not in the room. So I I really believe that. Your story is more than a traditional elevator pitch. It's what people are saying about you online and offline. Now, I grew up in the technology world, corporate business world in the 80s, Joanne, and you know this, (laughs) where elevator pitch, we were tested on a weekly basis by management within the firm at IBM. If you didn't have your elevator pitch down right you are not going to be a successful salesperson. And so reading through your book, understanding that an elevator pitch today doesn't really make sense. And we're going to kind of get to that in a minute. You know, we're more than just product salespeople today. If you're branding yourself personally, no matter what you're selling, and we here all sell real estate, that is what people came into. Dolly Parton, one of my favorites, says, find out who you are and do it on purpose. None of this is an accident. Do it on purpose. I loved that quote. And I do you, you remember when listening. she said that? Because I think it's amazing. I don't know
5: where I found it. I don't know. I collect quotes, so I don't know. I don't <laughs> and, always know. And then I make sure that they really did say it. I try and verify that. On oh, I,
1: I I trust that she did, and I trust you. But but I thought that was fine. You know, do it and and do it on purpose. Oprah Winfrey says, "You define your own life. Don't let others write your script." I mean, very self-explanatory there. You are your person, your own person. Write your own script. And Diane von Furstenberg says. The brand is you. It's your story. Right? Great quotes. Great quotes. I mean, I, th- I think, well, like I said, the, my favorite was find out who you are and do it on purpose. I mean, it's like I always say I don't look like this on purpose, but that's another whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Me <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, some things, you know, shit happens, right? <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about what makes a good story. You know, your story really is who you are, and, and I, I can't emphasize that anymore. And today we're going to go through some exercises with Joanne here as our coach, as our expert, as our brand consultant for the day, helping us understand if we don't already know who we are or how we can translate who we are into uh, what our brand is. You know, people, I think, and, and Joanne, help me if I'm wrong here, but people, I think, sometimes get very concerned or very nervous about what their brand is, what their brand should be. I don't understand what the word brand is. Tell us just before we get into all this whole, you know, stuff today. You know, what what, what is branding, and what more importantly is personal branding.
5: Well, each it, of us is interesting because I was listening to another podcast that I can't remember the name of yesterday. I love podcasts, but the person that's being interviewed said that one of the reasons that she didn't like the term branding, personal branding, is cause it, because it felt narcissistic. Mm. So I think that's the beginning of it, is that, and interesting. especially interesting a woman word, yeah. and narcissistic, and I think it's there's definitely some gender things that go on in there as well, whereas, you know, it's not to say that it's easier for men to be narcissistic, but they don't think about it like that, but women, women do. But um, it's this, so people get uncomfortable with the idea of branding, but we're living in a different time right now, and I think in, especially in real estate, it's so important because... You're a business, but there's no real differentiating between your personal brand and your business brand. And that's true for so many so many so many more of us. Yeah. I mean, especially in real estate. certainly for me. There's back in the eighties when people like Vince and I started were definitely the two oldest people in the room here, I can tell. But I know you you know, it was nobody cared what I did. Nobody cared what I did in my spare time when it came to business. It was all about the pitch and the elevator pitch was important. Today, why is it important to me? No one even looks up from you you in an elevator
1: well, have their nose in everyone's their got their nose
5: in their phone. so what difference does it mean but the other part of it is and this is branding in general is that nobody wants to be sold to anymore and you know, it's that whole difference i don't want to don't sell especially millennials don't push me too hard so there's that whole idea of engagement and when you get comfortable with who you are which is really what your personal brand is i have to use the word because as we talked about earlier mm-hmm. it's Algorithms make a difference. Um, I don't always like the word because I think it sometimes sounds too packaged, but we have to, we're, we're, we're kind of selling all of ourselves anymore, if we still want to use the word sell, sell but we're trying to engage people and, and say that we're human beings. People want to work with you. The more digitally connected we get, I believe the more starved we are for human interaction. Like the fact that we can sit in a room right now, and oh, am I talking into the mic? I, when I start turning, I know I'm not No, no, be, no, you're,
1: you're so, um, close, so good. If you see me going like this, then we know we have problems. Then we know we have problems.
5: <laughs> so we really starve for that. So the more human we can make ourselves, and it's more challenging to do that online. A lot of people have this whole very picture-perfect version of what they look like online, and other people want to tell you their deepest, darkest secrets and maybe too much information. But, you know, how do you translate if someone looks up one of you as a real estate agent, I'll just use that, and then they meet you in person, and you're nothing like what they found online. That's not a good thing.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: And if I meet you in person, and then I go look up you online, know, and it's like, well, the two aren't really meshing. So how do we mesh those two together too? So, but the more. The more you get comfortable with what it's about, and that's why I talk about the parts of tripping over ourselves because a lot of people want to sweep that under the carpet. You know, well, I got fired. Okay, so own the fact that you got fired. Everyone gets fired at some point in their life. Um... And 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 I felt that does that make sense? Is
1: that safe to say? Take the ego out of it when you're sitting down and it. when you're really kind of soul searching. Because I think and we're going to get you know more into this. And by the way, you have real masters level people here. I mean, they're all this is a really smart group. We're not, tell, only we're not only are actually listening, not only in not only understand real estate, but but they're they're pretty sharp individuals. But my point is, so when you take the ego out of it, I think. Correct me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong here. You take the ego out of it and you really do some soul searching. And like I said, we're going to get mm-hmm. to that a little later on. You really kind of come to understand who you are. And I think that you can then better present yourself. And listen, I can speak for myself. It takes sometimes years to do that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. To really understand who you are as a person. And
5: then sometimes you forget and you have to start
1: all over. And again. then you start all over again. And I, and I think one of the reasons why we can continue to be successful is because we need to continue to regroup and continue mm-hmm. to rebrand or 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 move forward. But I think as we get, you know, after this commercial break, we get into, you know, some of the exercises. We will understand that the better you understand yourself. And I have to tell you something, and not because you're here, but reading through this workbook, which I really, and I actually, you know, wrote in the book. So it's not like I just. That was the
5: purpose of it, to do it like that. That's why I made it oversized.
1: Correct. And I like it because it slips right in the back. The the font is very big, too. It, it's very big. <laughs> <bar>. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's she, a workbook. She's, she's presenting to her audience. Okay, thank you. I no, appreciate it's, that. And the designed as, years. It's designed
5: as a workbook. Yes, yeah, that's key. It's not... Totally. And a lot of this... It's actually... It's the product of something that I've used for my private clients. Right. And then hmm. I was like, this is kind of crazy. I should just just get this into a book. But, I, but like I've actually
1: written in the book. I really kind of went through the exercise. And for me, I think, you know, a lot of okay. things stood out, but I, we're going to talk about this later on. But the, the Pinterest board... And and I'm going to embarrass myself by saying I really only kind of paid attention to that a year ago. I know it's been out for years. Mm -hmm. And thanks to my sister for pointing that out to me. She's like, you don't organize your stuff on on Pinterest. I'm like, uh, I can barely spell it anyway. Got to take a break. (laughs) You are listening to Good Morning New York on the Voice America Variety Network. We are coming right back after this break, so don't go away.
0: Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
7: It's not easy to make it big in New York City. It's even harder to sustain that success for decades. However, two teams have defied those odds due to their formulas for success. Both have all-star rosters performing at the top of their game. Each have an undying commitment to greatness, a willingness to evolve, superior training programs, and ownership that invests heavily in their product. It only seemed natural for the world's most valuable sports brand to partner with Halstead, a market leader in the New York metro area, and now proudly serving as the official luxury real estate firm of the New York Yankees.
6: At Halstead, we know that what moves you is important. We're all about the power of transformation. We're revolutionizing the way people live and work. We are agents of change. We are the deal makers. We are the fearless negotiators. We are the future builders. So you can move to what
0: moves you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco If you want to call into the program We're toll free in North America At 1-866-472-5788 That's 1-866-472-5788 Now, back to the show
1: I I agree, we are back, and we cannot <laughs> disclose what we were just discussing. Yeah, <laughs> we brother, brother. All right, we're in here with Anna Shagalov from Halstead, oh, uh, Nara Lundgren from Compass, Jordan Shea from Douglas Elliman, Sean McPeak from Halstead, Sean Atterbury from CORE, Ari Harkoff from Halstead, Anna Kahn from Halstead is joining us today. Woo! Welcome, Anna Kahn. The And Joanne Trombacas, who's our author of the moment today, and we're going to talk all about personal branding. So my question is, so what makes a good story? So for all of us here who want to get started and we understand personal branding and we understand how we want to maybe apply it to uh, real estate careers or whatever out there, you know, whatever you do out there other than real estate, what is really a good story and how do we get to a point of identifying for ourselves Mm -hmm. what that story is? Well,
5: first of all, I think your story is a good story. And I think that going into it thinking, I mean, you say it's getting clear on who you are that's more important about it because everyone's story is good. And if you think your story is not good, then that's a problem to start out with. You're not going to be creating a very good personal brand. So, everyone, and that's the part of owning all those little trips in the road that you did and um, maybe bringing some of this other stuff into it, like we were talking about on break with my friend here who's. who's had another, had another life as a Broadway star. Like that's okay to bring that in, even though you're selling real estate now.
1: That's part of what your story is. I think even if I can remember back to when when people first start out in a new business, mm-hmm. I think the, the the inclination is, and correct me if I'm wrong, they don't want to recall their past because it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. apply to what you're doing today, and they think people might get confused and say, "Well, you know, you used to be this, but now you're that." I think if you marry right, sure. all of that together, because as you say in the book, and we'll get more to, into that later. But the more we experience in life, and the more we go through life, as I, a professor of mine used to say, you haven't walked the earth long enough to have a story, or you haven't walked the earth long enough to be the credible person that you aspire to be at twenty-one years old. I mean, you go, you know, try mm-hmm. it, but it ain't going to work. So I think you know all of our background and all of our history, um, you know, e- edited, of course, can can add to this and make a difference. It's all part of our story. You know, I, I
5: would argue with your professor that, you know, by I have students that are millennials and they come into my class and they already have these incredible stories. Mm-hmm. They've traveled more than probably all of us in the room oh, together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is like it, it totally always I'm like, My gosh, I have to book a trip someplace because these people have been all over the place. But everyone has a story from the beginning and it's those trips. Now what you were saying earlier about wanting to push things aside, when I left corporate And I had a 25-year career selling, and I was very good at it. It was the last thing in the world I wanted to talk about. I wanted to push it aside and push it aside. And then one day I woke up, and I thought, this is so ridiculous. Like You're really good at this, and you help people with this, and it's part of branding. It's part of what marketing is about. And stop pushing that under the carpet because it is something that I bring to the table. And now, ironically, is with some of the classes that I teach at NYU, it's very focused on the pitch. So, there it is. You know it's so it there, so I know exactly what you mean. Sometimes we do that, and I did that myself, and then I realized afterwards it was kind of silly to. but I wanted to get away from it at that point.
1: so so, we start with soul searching, right mm-hmm. so soul searching I, just just to ask some of the panel members here, so when you kind of think about and we all brand whether we're branding apartments, we're branding you know ourselves as marketeers, mm-hmm. not salespeople necessarily in real estate. So you know h- how do you soul search or what have you come up with while you're soul searching? to put down on paper what you really want to kind of create around that. Because we can soul search, but then you got to really take it to several levels of thinking afterwards. But when you're soul searching, well, I mean, what comes up, you know?
4: A lot, of, um, a lot of your your history and your past is something that you can learn from, and that's just going to create, especially the older you get, that's going to create more of a depth within you. And if you can own the, the your own history, whether it's what you're doing in the moment or what you did in the past – then I think it kind of adds to your confidence level of what you present and what you put out there. And then people get to know you as a human being. And I think that in this business, especially, you have to be, you can't just be a marketer. You have to be a human. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with people in their personal lives, in their homes.
3: Yeah, I completely, I totally agree with uh, Anna. I think uh, having something humanizing about you that you can associate with your brand. Uh, I used to, uh, pitch a lot of Fisbos, so I used to be on the phone all the time and going in their apartments and meeting them. <clears throat> and I found that you really only have like a 15 to 30 second window to kind of marry something Correct. that they're going to remember. Russian. Yeah, they're right. Gonna, right. You have to, you have to have something that they're going to associate your face or your voice or your email with. And <clears throat> for example, one thing is I used to have a, uh, you know, I used to have a couple like senior rescue dogs with my, my ex-girlfriend and that was like something that people loved and right. then like, like oh, I'm a that's, that's wonderful actually yeah. so people like so if you can take something personal and kind of marry it so like a lot of people in the room have kids um, if you have a good anecdote about something you've done with them like Sean goes skiing with his kids or something like that people remember that like I always find like if you're in an elevator with somebody don't talk about real estate, you know, talk about something that they're gonna remember you by, something that like real. And you as we do. talk about it on social
1: media all the time, and Sean always you know underscores this, as does Nile, you know, it's not only about the real estate, you know, we we want to push our listings, we want to push our you know mm-hmm. our business, but when you humanize it and you bring the personal into it, people see, oh, he has a dog, oh, you know, he does go mm-hmm. out to dinner sometimes in our restaurant. Oh, isn't that interesting? You know, whatever. They see a little bit of your personal, and I guess that kind of gets involved in the fabric of who you become. To them, it's and, then all about like, and then they want to do business with you. People want to do business with people that they like. That's where the that attraction. They, that there's some is.
5: point. There's some point of connection. Another in the one of my
1: fabulous professors used to say the same thing. <laughs> people will buy from people they like, mm-hmm. or do business from people and they like. And so oftentimes, if true. there's a
4: chemistry with somebody that you just meet, they're often going to ask you what you do anyway.
1: <clears> so right. that
4: so right. your your career is going to come secondary to who you are as a human.
3: Right, and highlighted. I mean, people love doing business with people they like when all things are equal and mm-hmm. people like doing business with mm-hmm. people, with people they like, even when things aren't so equal. Mm-hmm. So, so it can be a huge edge. It right. usually is the edge in residential real estate, in my opinion. I think the relationship thing. So is Joanna asks that we look
1: at three basic questions at the start of our
3: revelation. Okay. That no one, correct, one wants
1: that, to answer. That that is, no that's want, why this is hard. Well, that, that's, that's what I was getting at because... It's three questions you ask yourself that really no one wants to answer, and I have to tell you the truth. I closed the book when I got. To, I honestly did. I'm like, oh, I, I can't do that right now. I have to feed the dog. I you know whatever. Same thing.
5: And you think it should come become
1: it, it's intuitive, and you should be able to roll it off your tongue. But like, this is who I am, and this is what I do. but but you don't. You kind of hesitate. So who are you? What do you do? And why do you do it? Mm-hmm. Think about that. Because that's a hard question, I think, for even those of us here in the room. It certainly was for me. As successful as we all can be, I think that was a hard question chapter
2: i feel like that's kind of a broad who are you right Mm -hmm. that's a very broad question is Mm -hmm. there any any, like any way to dig down into that question so that like if i'm going to do the workbook i would know where to go (laughs) with that
5: question um and yes there are ways to do it the point is is that in the beginning is to hit you hard and as Mm. you go through the book you may not answer that question right away and then go back to it it. and then go back to it so you can kind of put put the words around it the rest of the book is about getting more concrete on the words that are going to desc- uh, going to describe it. But you know why do you do something is a big part in, especially in today's world of
2: um, a why Simon said
5: it. It's it's you know exactly. It all starts
2: like with why. It yeah.
5: starts with why why do I do this? Why do I what's important to me? And again, I mean we'll be specific mm-hmm. to real estate right now, but you're helping people find new homes. Like that's a really personal mm-hmm. that's something really personal.
1: I, did, I didn't have a problem with, you know, uh, what do you do, but I had a problem with why do you do it?
3: I, yeah, that was, a, I mean, you're right.
1: You know, we get great satisfaction out mm-hmm. of you doing your job right, you know, to find people's homes or to sell people's homes whatever, and sometimes a double take on that. But I struggled with that. It's because, you know, that that seems obvious. You know, I'm helping people find their the home of their dreams, whatever, kind of cliche. But when you really have to peel that back and think about it, that is great satisfaction, I believe. For me, anyway.
5: For me, it's always been, this career has been a savior at difficult times. Right. And that's... A big why. Uh, after 9-11, the world seemed to stop, and I remember we were in the same office, then, you and I.
1: That's when I came into the business, right? Mm.
5: And I just started helping people find temporary housing. The same after Sandy, uh, and it got helped me get through it. Mm. That's a great story. That's cathartic. That, yeah, a mean, story. I had chills. I had chills as you were saying that. So that differentiates you from.
6: Well, we're talking numbers.
1: about Khan here. I mean, come on now. Damn, I just but it but it's time. but it's true though but it's true so you take that one level up it's more than just finding somebody their dream home this is finding somebody a home in 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 times of crisis mm-hmm. right so that, that's not easy to do and not everybody can do that so what, the why you do it is is a little um you know, it was a little challenging for me. So, that mm-hmm. was one of the parts where I closed the book, picked it up a couple of hours later, and said, Okay, so I think I I think I know why I do it. Now, let's kind of fine tune that. Mm-hmm. So, question to you. So, when you go back and look at it like a day or a week later, it's mm-hmm. okay to revise that? Sure. Because you, you might it down today, it, maybe not tomorrow. It
5: may not be, and your personal brand is a work in
1: progress. Right.
5: I mean, it really is who you are. We use this term personal branding again because we're living in this algorithm society, we have to be able to put search words into a search engine to find other people and figure out what's going on. Correct. Um, and for a lot and it's really when I teach my marketing students, I tell them that everything they're learning about brands and products and services can be applied to themselves in today's world. Because mm-hmm. we all have the same tools to use to then take our story out there. And how are we gonna how are we gonna show that story on an Instagram, which I'm sure everyone in here is using because it's real estate and it's the best probably the best social I think network for like The to use.
4: The more, you, the more you go back and edit what you originally put mm-hmm. down, the closer you get to oh, your example. Mm-hmm. Well That's why I like you. Ha- your pages are so open and they
5: give you a lot of room to, and I did that, even though I was only able to get the book by last night and I had about a half hour to look at it. But I got through a good portion of it and I know I'll go back and I know I'll add to it. And another question that I found very difficult to answer is, what must I overcome?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, sure. that well, we're gonna to get to that. That's a good one. But but I, I also before we go to break, I just wanna also say though, who are you? I struggle with that one too. That was the first mm-hmm. question out of the so out of the three. It. Who are you? Because I can, you know, I, I teach continuing ed, I do this, I, I sell real estate, you know, I, I, I try and spend as much time with my family. I'm a big family person, love my friends. So when you try and hone that into well, who are you? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. We gotta take a break. But before we go to break, I wanna ask all of you. How many of you are LinkedIn members? If you're not, you better be. Do you know why you should be? LinkedIn gives you and me the opportunity to connect with like-minded business professionals all around the world in your industry and outside of your industry. Think about that for a minute. In in your industry and outside of your industry. Even if you want to just look to see what other people are doing. LinkedIn gives you access to great stories and jobs that may be available to you and others. Uh, My personal network has grown significantly since I joined at the start of this great application, social media app. I'm, I'm one of the original members, whatever. Give it a look and become a member today. You will enjoy it. And we will be right back.
0: Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
6: At Halstead we know that what moves you is important. We are all about the power of transformation. We are revolutionizing the way people live and work. We are agents of change. We are the deal makers. We are the fearless negotiators. We are the future builders. So you can move to what moves you.
0: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Good Morning New York, real estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at one 866 472 That's 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. I'm
1: talking to Joanne Tavakis, the author of the book, Getting Your Personal Brand Story Straight. We're here with my panel, Anna Shageloff, Nia Lundgren, Jordan Shea, Sean McPeak, Sean Atterbury, Ari Harkov, and Anna Kahn. All um, seasoned professionals in the real estate business and very interested in learning how, if they haven't already, putting their, their personal brand story together. Because as we've determined, that's uh, really very uh, crucial, I think, in in Letting people know who you are. I hate to use the word "selling" yourself because we're not really selling ourselves, but attracting. Well, you people. are though. But you are. I mean, well, that, well, no one well likes are. that word
4: subliminally. We're all you know,
7: selling. Yeah.
5: Everybody hates the word, but the fact is is that's what we're doing. So it's again, I get
4: maybe speaking. Whether you sense. like it or not, that's what. Whether we're you doing. like it or not, yeah. that's your really personal to life you and your professional life. you just. You are. You always. Everybody t- wants to be liked. Right. No. no, I
5: mean no. No, I do I, I don't I used to care about being like the older I get, the less it's, it's this is it, this is kind of what you get. But you want to engage. This is you, what you want, get this exactly. is what you get. The older I get, I could care less. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, best you're too young, best. but I'm t- trust me on that. When you get <laughs> that's you, you, great. it's like this is but that's but that's also about getting clear on the whole story ideas that I find that the more clear you are and the more you're conveying it properly, you get the right clients. Correct. Right. You know, I get clients that I really want to work with because I'm not your typical personal branding coach. I'm very, I've got a kind of, a, I always say a checkered background, but, um, and I bring some of my own intuition into the whole process, but those are the kind of people that want to work with me. So they, they find me because I'm presenting myself and like, you see like read brands. about me is exactly who I am. Yeah. I'm not trying to be somebody else. I spent a lot of my life, I, I, when I was in corporate, I could be exactly who I needed to be in front of any client at mm-hmm. any one time. Mm-hmm. And that's great because I would get the business. But I found at this point in my life, when you do that, you wind up with clients you hate in the wrong relationships. It's kind of the same thing if you're trying to be something that you're not. And that's part of, mm-hmm. of what this is about. But the other part of it, again, is is that getting clear on this helps you to better Portray who you are, both online and offline, because we're we're not it's not an either or situation anymore. it's it's an. Well, and. It's I, I, an I think
1: and. that, you know, trying to portray somebody that you really aren't, whether it's your personal life or whether it's in business and and trying to find out your brand and who you are, that is so detrimental to, I think, moving forward successfully mm-hmm. because you weren't presenting your authentic self. I mean, you know, I, we talk about that a lot on the show, but we, we hear the word authentic all over the place, and a lot of people call themselves authentic. And okay, that's fine. If you are, that's great. If you aren't, understand what the word means because that's important. All right, so the seven questions following the, the first three questions are Who am I? You know, uh, again, where, <laughs> where am I? I mean, they're basically. Those are
5: Stanislavski. that's acting questions? Correct. You knew those questions? No, you haven't read the book yet. I forgot. But those are No, I just to, ordered it. You just ordered On it. On Amazon. <laughs> Thank you. He did. I just. Um, <laughs> Thank you. See, that, that's a lovely plug. Um, those are actually. <laughs> fa- uh, Stanislaus yes, Kielman is and a, I famous
3: remember,
1: but,
5: a famous acting co- co-
1: coach. He was, and, a me- was he a method method kind of he method, uh, uh,
5: you just The whole idea of, you know, if you're an actor or. I also am a content writer, so I, I work with clients and help them with their content. I have to get. If I was working with Niles and doing writing his blogs for him mm-hmm. I'd have to get inside of his head. I can't write in my own voice, I have to get inside of your voice. So the whole idea of that is to get inside of your own head, which we don't always do because we all even the most successful of us have our own insecurities. That's one of the reasons that later on I actually ask for you to find, you know, a little group of people that mm-hmm. are going to tell you how they see you mm-hmm. because you don't always see yourself the way you see it.
1: That's the I mean, thing. I mean,
5: a lot of you don't, it, you don't always see your best attributes. You don't. But You're I think a
1: lot of it is because sure. people don't want to see themselves. And at the start mm-hmm. of this, it's like find out who you are. And we have that different question. identities, if I'm correct. I mean, I could have an identity as a sculptor, as a real mm-hmm. estate broker, you know. And this may apply to okay. Well, I'm just working on right now. Who are you? Well, I'm a multi-million dollar Manhattan real estate broker. And then working mm-hmm. on that identity. What does that mean? Why am I doing it? You why know, you're doing it. what's my but you're,
5: you're that, and you also are a you know former Broadway star. I'm going to keep putting this thing. Oh sure. yeah, and, and you know maybe you like you know I always like to throw in that I love my drinking my wine because that's like a little humanizes me in a little in a little. Tito's bit. for so me. Whatever, Tito's for me. Tito's for you. Tito's uh, martinis Tito's for me. you. So,
1: yeah. Joanne, is a lot of it about the unification of somebody's like various aspects of their life yes. that they've compartmentalized to like such a severe degree. Yes.
2: I also think too that there's, there's a degree of focus that has to go in there, peppered in with the, all of the different things that someone has done in their life, right? Mm-hmm. So like the main focus for Sean, for example, just using his, him as the example is the multi-million dollar real estate agent, but he also has the Broadway, the sculpting, the biking, the running, mm-hmm. and they kind of layers that all in on mm-hmm. a digital platform to then attract the people that he may want to do business with on the real estate side. Exactly.
6: And it,
1: uh, I see Ari over there and I see a runner because I, we follow each other on that mm-hmm. workout app and I'm like, oh, Ari ran yesterday. and and it's how I he runs every day. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> or, or <is> an animal, <laughs> by the way. No, he's fast. He's <laughs> fast, and fast. And, and, but I, that's how I relate to you. Not necessarily a you know, well, what are the, uh, what's, what are the, what are the
3: rates mm-hmm. going? What, what's the Fed doing with the rate today? And how should, okay you know, yeah. we, we relate on a different level and it's a more human level and and that kind of stuff. That's the word. It's that's more what
1: human I level. I'm just
5: going to say that. Yeah. So so there's um I'm, there's a line in the marketing business right now is that it's no more B2B or B2C. It's all H2H. It's really human to human. And that's the challenge now because, again, we're not just dealing in a situation like this. We're all in a room together. We've also got this digital aspect of ourselves, and we still want to be human there. And not everyone does it. Not everyone does it. You see big brands faltering all the time trying to be, you know, something or not having any You hum- And everyone's looking for that human connection. That's what we're all looking for is points of connection. So the more clear we are on who that whole person is, we can find those different points of connection.
1: One of the things you also talk about in the book is there's nothing but words. Words describe you and what you bring to the table. So in the exercise book, I wrote down a couple of words. Caring, available, uh, curious, trustworthy, expressive, no. <laughs> Perceptive, loyal, uh, entrepreneur, because in our business, I think we are all entrepreneurs. So, I mean, do you, any of you, relate to those words? Would you use them in your own, you know, uh, creation of, of what your personal branding is? Because that actually, when I got to that section, then I started thinking, okay, so that makes sense to me because now I'm understanding through my own words mm-hmm. who I am or, or, or what I kind of do, you know, on a day to day, weekly basis, whatever. Those words help me. Caring, I care about the people I work with, right? Mm-hmm. Loyal, I'm going to stick with you and I'm going to help you do whatever until it, it, it's done. So I don't know that many people can say that, you know, going forward in, in, in their careers, whatever they may be. But I think words will help all of us define, you know, who we are and kind of funnel that into, mm-hmm. you know, where we go. Keywords and titles, you also talked about every story needs a title. Tell us what you mean about that. Every story you need to, every one of our personal stories yeah, need a title. And
5: title. And by titles, in this respect, I'm really f- referring to I call myself a storyteller. That's my first title. Right. I have several titles, And you can have more than one today. And part of the reason I chose Storyteller in the beginning was because I have all these different things that I do. right. <laughs> and I did have <clears> a sales background, which I totally believe that, you know, I never sold anyone anything. I just told them a really good story and convinced them that I had something that they wanted. Um, I teach. Which to me is also a version of storytelling. Mm-hmm. I invoke story into all of my all of my class lectures to keep my students engaged. I do the same. To keep to keep my students engaged. And I am actually a writer. So I actually do write story <laughs> is something else I do. So that's part of what I do. And then I've got my keywords in their digital marketing strategy consultant because that is what I do and I need those to come up in search engines. Storyteller. I found that title is very engaging. People love that. Oh, you're a storyteller. What does that mean? And now you see, now you know, marketing brand storytelling has become very, very. Um,
1: storyteller is a word that I've always popular. kind of you know looked up to. And when I when I yes. see or hear someone mm-hmm. describe themselves as a storyteller, mm-hmm. I'm immediately interested in finding out who this person is, what they do, you know, or what we're talking about, mm-hmm. because I think it's a compelling mm-hmm. word. I think it makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> I. I'm a little bit of that. I don't know that I can label myself Mm -hmm. a storyteller because I touch on some Mm -hmm. of the things that you were just touching on. But I think, to me, it's a very well-rounded career person when Mm -hmm. you can say you're a storyteller. Because, quite frankly, and I do this when I'm teaching classes also, you know, you're telling people in class, you're telling people wherever who's ever listening to you, some of your personal experiences. Yes. In business in life because that's what people connect to I think just like on social media and I think that's what makes people listen and pay attention more than just dumping facts and dumping facts I mean mm-hmm. it just it's like boring after a while correct? People glaze over they that for sure. They glaze over I mean, that doesn't like it anymore, no. <laughs> no it does not work at all anymore but they're riveted when you start bringing personal mm-hmm. stuff in there and again it, you know I'm only I can only agree with stuff if I personally experienced it mm-hmm. and I have so that that's a good one Possible titles uh, you might ask people you know about to help. So why would you ask somebody else to come up with a title for you? Well, not necessarily a
5: title, but there's the list of questions that I have in there that I I suggest that you ask so that you can get... For input. Um, One of the things that I've noticed even about myself, and I consider myself a pretty confident person, but I have my moments where I think I'm just worthless, and... um, the, the feedback that I get from other people, I don't always see that. I'm really fortunate. My NYU experience is fortunate in so many respects, but I, and I have these fabulous students, and the feedback I get from them is sometimes it's like, wow, like I, I didn't know that I did that. I didn't know I was inspiring you at the same time I was teaching you mm-hmm. because I don't see that in myself. I just mm-hmm. think I'm doing my job, and that's nice that I inspired you, but I don't know what I did. I'm just being me. Right.
1: And And obviously, you know, but is it safe to assume that even in our business, you know, certainly when you're mm-hmm. educating, because I feel the same way, but when, but and, and now the same thing. But when when you know, is it safe to assume that people are looking for inspiration in other people for a whole host of reasons? They want to learn, they're inspired by you. They want to, you know, change their mm-hmm. career, they're inspired by you. They want a whole bunch of different things and they're inspired by whatever they whoever they're listening to. I mean, I, I find great um uh, change when I find people who inspire me. You know, I, I grew up at IBM, and so, you know, one of the things I've said through my life is I can't stand going to a lecture or a class or a seminar, and the speakers are not dynamic. They can't put two words together. They're boring as hell. And I mean, I just get up and leave or I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. At IBM, I have to say, you know, nobody was boring. You know, if you were going to get up and stand in front of an audience at IBM, you knew your crap and you knew it really well. And you were not only. But they ex- trained
5: you well, but that doesn't happen. That's not everyone out there. in the But world. that's not everyone.
1: But, but, but that that's my my mm-hmm. benchmark. OK, so when I listen to people, even even today, uh, X amount of years later, you got to inspire me. you got to, you know, encourage me and you got to absolutely get my attention. So there are many ways to do that. And I think the personal side of people for me mm-hmm. is what does it. Not for everybody. Some people just want the the core dump mm. or the facts and and move on and and, and deal with whatever and that's it. I, well, and you don't yeah. you don't have and you said it earlier.
5: You said fifteen seconds. You don't have a lot of time anymore to get someone's attention. The research actually shows that it's less than eight seconds, which is less than that of a goldfish. But the other side of that, which is crazy, right? It's crazy. But whatever. the other but the other side <laughs> of that is that if you get someone's attention. We all have the ability to binge on some new Netflix series and spend two days in the house doing nothing but going through episode after episode. So if something does really engage us, we do have the attention span, and that's where and that's it, where it, learning comes. That's in. where the
4: learning comes and change. Right? Can I say that to your point about asking other people what they think of you and and <sighs> how they inspire you? I would say that's the one saving grace of doing a board package. Is when you when the buyer has to. There is no has,
1: saving grace yeah, at all. No,
4: no, the one saving grace in doing a board package is when you ask for reference letters that are jet, ge- and you get these genuine, mm-hmm. beautiful letters back. of Love them. Things that you know people think of you that you just didn't know, and it's just and that is the idea. you go a little bit and makes you feel more <clears> confident, and you know you learn some
1: more things. All about right, you. we have to take a break. We're live from Off Productions here in New York City. This is Good Morning New York. We'll continue on the other side of the break. Don't go away.
0: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
6: At Halstead, we know that what moves you is important. We're all about the power of transformation. We're revolutionizing the way people live and work. We are agents of change. We are the deal makers. We are the fearless negotiators. We are the future builders,
7: so you can move to what moves you. It's not easy to make it big in New York City. It's even harder to sustain that success for decades. However, two teams have defied those odds due to their formulas for success. Both have all-star rosters performing at the top of their game. Each have an undying commitment to greatness, a willingness to evolve, superior training programs, and ownership that invests heavily in their product. It only seemed natural for the world's most valuable sports brand to partner with Halstead, a market leader in the New York metro area, and now proudly serving as the official luxury real estate firm of the New York Yankees.
0: stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time, the number 1 internet talk station where your opinion counts. Voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Good Morning New York, real estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show.
1: Joanne Tombaugh is the author of this fabulous workbook, Getting Your Personal Brand Story Straight, and we're here with Anna Shagalov Nara Lundgren, Jordan Shea, Sean McPeak, Sean Atterbury, Ari Harkoff, and Anna Khan. Um... All right. So, one of the things going through the book that I was really um intrigued with, and of course, this is my sometimes not always being up, you know, mm-hmm. to date on stuff, the Pinterest board. Mm-hmm. Okay, we all get disorganized in our approach to becoming organized and we all have, you know, crazy days and sometimes I wake up in the morning with a set schedule and I get not even anywhere close to that schedule or it changes dynamically whatever. <laughs> You know, My sister had pointed out to me once, and my niece, and and of course, I felt like a little bit of a pee when they said, what do you mean you don't use Pinterest? What do you mean you don't understand Pinterest? Well, guess what? I got on it, and I always had it, but I never really paid attention. Mm-hmm. It was too busy for me. I didn't understand what it meant. Now, I categorize and organize everything, and I have done so for the past year. If I want to look at real estate, if I want to look at news articles, if I want to look at recipes, if I want to look at the podcast stuff, I mean, you can save everything in different chapters of Pinterest, and it's so org- Organized, you can't do that on Instagram. You can't do that on Facebook. You can't do that on any other social media platforms that I'm aware of. Now, I will tell Pinterest, you, Pinterest is one of the social networks that
5: people don't talk about enough. <clears> they don't talk about
1: it I agree that they're going to IPO and it's, it's going to be a big. It's very support.
5: very effective for advertisers if you're if certainly anything that's visual.
1: Fantastic data mining. Yeah, it's totally it out it
5: well, it's it's you can actually there's you, people search on Pinterest for recipes yes, Search I do who, so if you're a, a product like that and um, but no one talks about it enough so I'm not really sure what that's about but I know advertisers actually I think use people it are, really I think successful. the users of
3: Pinterest are like devout users I mean I, I find that. it invaluable especially when you're working with clients and looking for a new apartment they just can't imagine they can't wrap their head around this or that or they need the perfect product and that's when I find Pinterest is really excellence when you're looking for the perfect product. Mm. And you say, Joanne, to use social media to help form your story, to help form your brand. We've got a lot of
1: social media experts here who do it you know, a hell of a lot better than I do. So why is social media, I mean, it's a thing of today, but why is that so helpful in how we determine what our personal brand should be?
5: Well, this, the Pinterest board was—it's just an idea to get yourself organized, and that was really an idea that Spurt literally came again. There I go back to my NYU students—the gift that keeps on giving. It was a, one of my students who chose to present herself. She was very visual, and she just used Pinterest as as her um, for her present her her own brand presentation. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, this is great. I should have my clients do this. This is kind of, excuse me, this is kind of cool. Um, So, but social media is an extension of where your story is going to reside. So you have to figure out which networks are going to make the most sense for you. And then make sure that you're, you know, if you're clear on your story, it's easier to express yourself that you're using the right words. And you're selling, but you're not always selling. You know, not if every as real estate brokers, if every single picture that you put up is of whatever house you're showing or apartment that you're showing, it's kind of old. It's very old school. But if you're mix, if you're mixing that up, and um, I know Matt Cohn is Matt isn't here today. He's but,
1: not here today.
5: But um, I follow him on Instagram for some reason, whatever reason. But he does a really good job of mixing in what he's selling with
1: his personal life. So we have this yep.
5: rounded version of who he is.
1: Well, that was my point earlier—that you know, social media and these guys here, you know, the social media kings, as I call them, you know, always say the same thing. And, you know, and queens, not a, we have and queens. But I'm, I'm looking at the Sean and the and, and the Nile here because yeah. they're always talking about social media here. But you know what? It's true, and if you do it mm-hmm. properly and you integrate a little bit of both, mm-hmm. people get a better sense of who you are. Does everybody here understand what the plot of your own story is? Because Joanne talks about log lines, okay. And I didn't yeah. I didn't understand what log lines were when I first went through this book and I thought, wait a minute, what does the subtext say here? <laughs> What is the plot of our own story? We can come up with who we are. We can come up mm-hmm. with who we want to, or how we want to present whatever. But, but what is the plot of our own story? I mean, that's I think just as important as having a story. Well,
5: I, I put the logline exercise in there, especially <coughs> for people who are trying to make some sort of a pivot or trying to deal with, gee, this didn't work out right. And it's actually a technique that has been used for a long time in the film industry. And who have all of, if you're going in to pitch a script to somebody, you have the shortest attention spans ever have always existed there. So you had right. to get that plot of what your story is about like this, or no one was going to pay attention to you. Right. So that's actually the formula that was that is used for that. So I think it's a, just a fun way to say who I am right now and where I want to go. Even if you know where you want to go, to get clear on it, if that makes any sense. Again, I'm going back to my Broadway actor. You're probably familiar with log lines.
6: Um,
2: no, no, no okay. I'm embarrassed. But, that's,
1: you know, that's why I had to turn to real estate. <laughs> <laughs> but but, 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 but the, the other one is the manifesto is defined as your mission mm-hmm. statement. Now, I grew up in, in corporate America mm-hmm. through my 20s and 30s, and a mission statement, In no matter what we did, we wrote a letter to a client, we, we put a proposal together, you always had to have this mission mm-hmm. statement, mission statement. So everybody says, you know, it's important to, even in our proposals today, or, or our, you know, what do you call them? Uh a, a, presentations to mm-hmm. to pitch sell it. What is your mission statement? Subtext it's, say it, a lot.
5: It, it's your subtext and and you know what are you willing to stand for? That's something that's that's kind of unique to the times we're living in is that you see brands <clears throat> that are not people brands taking stands for things that are going on in the world right now. So as a person, maybe your stand isn't the environment. I don't know what it is, but what things are you willing to take a stand for? And that's increasingly becoming important. You're seeing it in investments. You see the socially responsible investing going on. So it's kind of goes along those types of lines. What are you willing to stand for? And and how, how does that fit into your overall? And in the past, you, know, you would never, certainly when I was coming up in, in the ranks, you would never talk about anything that was, political or anything no. that had to do with anything that wasn't about the business Well, I
1: think social media has given everybody the right or the voice to do that
6: well, it's also, not I like think it's, correct, it's, like it's
5: also the times because you're seeing big brands do this, you see right. Patagonia what did they just do with their shirts, they're not going to sell those sh- they're not going to brand right. the corporate shirts because this is the stand that they're taking and I'm not, not everyone's comfortable with doing that right. but what are the things that are really important to you that you're willing to stand mm-hmm. for so it's taking a moment on that too and that again helps you to attract the right business
1: so is it safe to say or or not? I mean it's fine to say not, because I think I'm still kind of honing my personal brand mm-hmm. story. I mean, I like like you said, Joanne earlier, you know, you kinda change. It's ever moving. Mm-hmm. It changes, you know, as we get older, it changes as our business changes, whatever. Is it safe to say that a lot of you or all of you here are comfortable with what your current personal brand story is? Just a yes or a no. I mean. No. I say no. Buy my book. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think it's it a, a, a journey, a right? It's, always gonna, think, it's, it's mm-hmm. ongoing. It's, it's, it's not a destination. It it's not like, oh, this is it now. Thank you. It's going to keep going. Tomorrow will be a little bit different.
3: I think,
1: frankly, it's both. Yeah. Because I'm very comfortable with where the story is, but I would be very uncomfortable if this is the end of the story. Mm hmm.
7: That's, that's, a, very, that's, a, very, that that's
1: a very good point. I don't think there's ever an end use to the story. Quote,
5: use that quote when you're promoting this. That's a that's a good quote in go. in an Instagram image.
1: I, I would write that down too. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the quote that you said about ten ten wins. Give us twenty minutes of your time. We'll give you twenty minutes of the world away. Uh, we know exactly what they're yeah. We know exactly what they're talking about. And mm-hmm. by the way, I've been hearing that quote since I'm a teenager. I mean, mm-hmm. it, they've never wavered from that quote. I mean, it's amazing what they talk about. But again, going back to what Dolly Parton says, find out who you are and do it on purpose, okay? Because we are in a business that people want to, they really want to know who we are. They want to know where we come from, what our background, I mean, I meet you know uh, new buyers sometimes and new sellers sometimes for the first time, and they're more curious as to who I am first Mm
3: -hmm.
1: before we start talking about the business side, because if the first piece doesn't click, then they're not going to necessarily be comfortable. Correct. Anyway, we are out of time. Thank you, Joanne Tombrakis. Get the Thank book you. Getting Your Personal Brand Story Straight on Amazon as we speak. Uh, that's our broadcast for today. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to Joanne and, and my panelists. As always, shoot for the moon, everyone. Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. And the only person you need to be better than is the person you were yesterday. Be kind to one another. We will see you next week for all of us at Voice America all around the world. Thanks for joining us, and I will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody.
5: That was good.